Previously on the Dice Unkind, it's a very small code cylinder. And you recognize him as Gort Bretang, a very fearsome bounty hunter on Narshada. The whole side explodes of the skiff. Oh, okay. Two bunk beds, a refresher, a small kitchenette. Some place to lay low for a while. Can I see the code cylinder? And I toss it to him carelessly. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. I'm gonna just set something on it and see if it breaks in the morning. Greetings! Welcome to the Dice Unkind. I'm your host and GM, Jeremy Alexa. Before we go all awesome on you, if this is your first time with us, great! You might be totally lost, and that's fine. But if you like the feel, head on back to our earlier episodes to catch up. Second social media plug. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at the Dice Unkind for all of them. Third, check us out on iTunes or Google and leave a rating and review. It will seriously help us out. Now, without further ado, here's the next episode of Empire's Reach. All right. Everybody ready? Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. yeah. <laughs> Remember what we did last time? Nope. I have two critical injuries. You have one critical injury. Fuck, yeah, I have one critical injury. Because if you remember correctly, Joink healed you up a little bit, and Tim's critical injury is gone. Because, again, Joink patched you up. Does we everybody remember what death. happened last week? Yes. We up. met our nemesis, and he fucked me up. <laughs> oh my god, he did. But I get to keep the vibro knife that he stabbed me with and left in my shoulder. We agreed on that, right? Yes, we did. I remember that. Yes. But we we did escape, and Joink helped us, and we were very nice to him for helping us and saving our lives. I remember. You were nice. <laughs> At this point, we have our still-injured Both and Yora still in a bunk. We have Brock, our human gunslinger, still in a bunk. And we have KX710. Kax uh. is currently charging and just kind of hanging out because you don't need to sleep because nope. you're a droid. Yeah. It's like a talk forever. <laughs> also, Joink is sleeping and in the middle of the night, you hear uh, Kax, this sort of like complete sound. So like, or something like that out of the terminal that's sort of in the closet in the very plain looking, very clean, however, safe house that Joink has brought you to. So what I imagine is pretty much white walls and just metal bunk beds. It's just like the lowest of the low from a luxury standpoint, but it's got all the necessities. So it's got a kitchenette, it's got bunk beds, it's got a terminal, that's it. Bunk beds, terminal, that's it. And kitchenette. Do, 
You got to eat. 2500 a month in New York 2500 a month in New York City. That's seriously, no, that's probably like $1,800 a month in Denver. It's cool. Oh, jeez. So you guys are in this, you hear this sound. Uh, Cax, you see Joink immediately perk up and rush to the terminal. Uh, what's my charging level at? Your charging level is at, let's say, 70%. Can I wheel the charger with me and go find out what Joink's doing? I want to follow him around, be a nosy little fuck. Hey, guys, I'm a horrible GM again. Oh, uh, we got to do the... For I got two white circles. One black. One black. Two whites. So, so we four have white and two four black. white, two black. Okay. Uh, you have a retractable cord in you, Cax. You added that so that you could have yeah. more flexibility while yeah. charging in the ship. You're heading over to see Joink? For sure. As you head over, you just see clicking and typing and just screens are just flashing up so fast. You're actually pretty impressed that Joint can keep track of all the information that's happening right now. You also see that all this stuff is like, all these companies are coming up. All these financial records are coming up. You see all these employee records coming up. You're seeing private security firms flash on and off the screen. It's a lot of info. No, I got computer brain. Like, can I just like absorb all that? It's going so fast that you're having issues like having it focus on as things are going so fast. Joink is apparently really good at this. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Joink, you're really good at this. And Joink looks up and he goes, Well, thanks. I can't even keep up with this. How are you doing it? And Joink just looks over and goes, I'm not really. This is just it's, This is just downloading it to a disc here. What's going on? What's going on over there? What are we, uh, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of financial records and things like that. What's uh, What's all this mean? What are, you, what are you making of this? And he goes, Whoever your friend was over at that spy shop, they gave you everything they had. Ooh-hoo. This is a full info dump of one of Bunta's adversaries. Nice. I mean, we don't have the credits, but we have this. I hate going up to Bunta again without any credits, but this is, this is big. This is really big. I mean, I'm not going to go if your guy's not going to go. Is there anybody else awake? As of right now, this is actually about five in the morning, essentially. So this is early okay. in the morning. He looks at you and says, Let's wait. It's still downloading onto this onto this holodisc. Let's wait until it's fully downloaded. But this is a lot of stuff. Bunta can do so much with this information. What are the gears that are turning in Cax's head doing? I would like to make a copy of that. I want to put that. I want to put it inside me. You want to ask Joink? You want Joink to put it inside you? We made it, what, seven? minutes that was amazing <laughs> hey hey joint let me see that that disc there for a second and make a make a second copy he looks at you and he goes that's a good idea and he looks over and he goes where's the port <laughs> i have a control panel in my chest piece that just kind of like there's a, a a door that flaps open so it just opens up and there's a bunch of different connectors so you can plug me in whichever way it turns you on okay. boy. he takes a uh, data cable from the terminal and plugs it right into your receptacle oh, oh god <laughs> and you are seeing so much info you're getting a oh, full this full I, info I, dump I, as well what? all over again, man. And it's so much that you can't directly recall anything. It's um, it's like watching the code in the Matrix. Exactly. <laughs> you can't directly recall anything. Everything has to be indexed first, so which is going to take a lot of processing time for you. Yeah. Roll a computer's check for me. Three purple. Two green and a yellow. Nice. Uh, okay, so one success, two advantage. Your index processing starts, and oh my god, there is so many ghost companies, shell companies, and apparently this Jorgo, he's done a lot. He has a lot of a like whitelist for companies. 
And then with known associations with that on the dark net, all these things are also on that data card. So you're catching all this other stuff with it and knowing that like these whitelisted companies are associated with all these other nefarious actions for Jargo. And you can see like which business associates with that stuff. But there's so much information again it's still got to be indexed, but you're realizing that this isn't necessarily just a full grid. This is like a giant star topography web. Oh man, we're going into the Mariana's web, aren't we? But, uh, <laughs> I would like to focus that processing because I have I have had two advantage. Yeah, I'd like to use one of those advantage to focus on whichever one of those companies either uses whatever companies are droid exploitive. Okay. You see one that pops up that is Gennaro's Metrics. I'm a burn that motherfucker to the ground. Gennaro's Metrics, uh, what it appears is that they use droids. They they basically test droids. They're like they're like the torture test. How much oh. they'll be able oh. to, how long they'll be able to survive underwater, how long they'll go without a power oh. cycle, how long they'll go without a memory wipe before they go absolutely crazy or become self-aware. And then they wipe them. The stress point of the metal built into droids. The stress test of how, how much it takes to rip off an arm. I would like point for it to be noted that Cax is gripping the wall and literally crushing <laughs> the wall in anger right now. Yeah, I, I can like see you like grabbing Python. and you can hear like the wall sort of like crack a little bit. And I wouldn't I say it crumbles yet. <laughs> and but I will relax upon hearing the does, sounds of stress. Does that wake us up? The, the crack? Ooh. At this point... Um, as he's gone through this, this process has taken about an hour because that's just how much data is here. And, and I, it's like chain smoking cigarettes because it's so fucking good. How many how many advantages did you have? Two. I think that's one's good for one advantage. How do you want to spend the other advantage? Uh, I will use my second advantage to pinpoint what is bringing in the most money into this fucklord's operation. Everything goes under to the umbrella of Jorgo Industries. Everything is sort of incorporated under that, and there's a lot of round numbers going in. There's not a lot of tax going in, it seems like, or if tax being charged and that's going into the accounts, that usually is supposed to delineate through so that they hold one account with the revenue and one account with taxes that they've collected. You got a lot of nice round numbers going in there. You have a lot of nice round numbers going in there and you're not finding any of these companies involved in the web that is giving them money. So, so what you're is seeing it? a lot of these credit transfers going in and it says services rendered and the types of service that they supply and you see everything is everything tracks through the systems on Jorgo's side but you're looking for any sort of relationship outside of what's inside of this web of industry and you're not finding anything outside of that it could be that this is all that the info dump has and that you'll have to look for some of those companies on the hollow net to see what they do or what they what their stuff is all about download tour <laughs> <laughs> oh the onion router um and so that's what you're finding is that there's these nice round numbers going in and no research on past where 
Jorgo's relationships are. So basically, I'm going to need to spend considerable more time like running algorithms to figure out if there's a link. Yeah, algorithms, you have a bit of a place to start, but you have to be running algorithms. You have to be looking on the holonet for specific stuff. But now you have you have this data. It's being downloaded into you. I suppose that then the next objective will be to, once all the data is completely downloaded, will be to do cross net search. So A cross-reference? Yeah, I suppose that for now, I can start with the information that I have. As this has happened, after you've gone through and searched and done all this research, which is the equivalent of, uh, the droid equivalent of running down a Wikipedia hole, Brock and Yura Just, wake up. I put my hand on my gun, because that's always what I do. You you see the soft glow of the hollow terminal. You see the blinking lights of Cax thinking, basically, going through his memory core. And you hear typing, clicking, and every once in a while an exclamation from joint going oh wow they were there too i walk over joint sees you and he goes hey brock how are you feeling better what's going on well looks like your friend over at that spy shop gave you a full info dump why would he do that i don't know maybe he wanted out this isn't a trap is it if this is a trap it's a really really complex trap they gave us all this info are you sure it's all the information goddamn lot of information <laughs> You say that, Cax? Yeah. Okay. I'm, like, um, I'm literally right there. I'm just like, I'm in the Matrix tweaking my robo nips. But yeah, like, oh, it's a lot of info. All right. So, Cax, what's the play? Uh, well, aside uh, <laughs> from murdering everyone, Brock, give me a little bit to compu- uh, to compile a list of places that we're going to need to go hit. And then I think we're going to have to go uh, kick some tires and light some fires. Cax, I have a question. If, mm-hmm. if he gave you all of this data, did he know he was going to get hit and killed with us? Keep in mind, this is Brock who got the data. I suppose the possibility is there. I guess the likelihood is there that he would have just erred on the side of death. Shit was going haywire. Uh, so, I mean, it's a miracle we're all not dead, except for me, because I'm a droid. <laughs> You're a discipline check. Two purple, one black. Two advantage. You're still in pain. And- yeah but you feel a vibration in your leg. Yeah. The, specifically the pocket with your uh, comm link. Okay. Whoa, didn't know where we were going. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, go on. <laughs> your comm link opens up and it's just, it's the equivalent of an SMS. Encrypted number, so you don't see it, where it's come from. And it says, hope this helps. Guys, I just got a message from an encrypted number and it says, hope this helps. Are they talking about this giant info info boner I've got going on right now? Because it's helping. <laughs> I would assume so. I, I can't imagine what else it would be. Joink or Cax, can you figure out what the encrypted number is just from my comm link or no? Joink looks at it and he goes, Here, let me, let me take a look. Go for it. All right. He puts out his hand and you put it in? Yes. All right. He opens yeah. it up, slaps out the battery, takes a chip, puts it in place of where the uh, holonet card is, slaps it back in, boots it up. No, I got nothing. It looks like it was a burner. I must have just got it for this one message and then just tossed it. But it looks like he got it last night. Mm. He shrugs, cracks it back open, takes out his chip, puts the battery back in, hands the comm link back to you. He looks around, he goes, Well, now that you're all up, maybe we should take a look and uh, go see Bunta. He's going to want to know how the credit drop turned out. You don't think he's going to heard about this already? Well, we're already on the, the mid-morning news with everything, but not us. 
but things that we caused. But anybody who knows is gonna know. I mean, anybody who knows is gonna know, you're right, but there was a lot of stuff that happened last night, guys. Very true. Bunta hasn't contacted me yet, so... If I know Bunta well enough, which I'm sure you do too, he waits until you contact him. Especially if you're on the more reliable side, because once he trusts you, he trusts you. But when you lose that trust... He sighs, and your uh, sort of memories pool up in your head of people who are dropped down into a Nexu pit, which is Bunta's favorite thing to do. That and Ackley's. He doesn't have a big enough cage for our Rancor yet. That's the only reason why he doesn't have one. And you also remember that Bunta loves to put people on suicide missions, or missions that are so impossible that if they manage to do it, he has so much to gain from that mission. So it's either they succeed and he has a huge gain and they make up for it, or they die and they're out of his hair. No matter what, we have to go see Bunta, or at least the Chatter fan and I do. You two, I don't think really have to, but no matter what, Joink and I have to see Bunta sooner rather than later, and we have to show up with something valuable, something that only he can have. And you see Joink holds up a data card. And he goes, Exactly. I think this is valuable. And I think everyone has to go because everyone was involved in this whole cre- credit drop. But Joink, if the droid shows up, Boonta's going to guess that he has all the information with him as well. And we know Boonta's going to be the only one who has this. Oh, we're going to droid is and I'm going to sit on the fucking ship? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Boonta can come at Worst case, he's going to sh- blow me into smithereens. Uh, that's going to happen anyway. So Yeah, you know what? I'm down. Let's go. You don't need to okay. convince me. Old metal head. You guys head out. I go out. back to bed. You go back to bed? Grab him and pull him along with us. <laughs> no, I go back to my bed to make it real quick before we go. I do hospital corners. <laughs> and I bounce my lucky coin on it afterwards to make sure that it's tight enough. Okay. Do you make Eurora's bed? No, but I look at it kind of longingly. We should collect the sheets off my bed that probably have my blood on them and burn them. He didn't operate on you in your bed. <laughs> I am watching too much Bones. I will choose a new TV show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys pack your things and head out? Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. Anything else you want to do in this? Uh, anything else you guys want to do in this? Food? Okay. Um, yeah, I grab snacks. You guys take about 30 minutes to prepare some food because everything is in the kitchenette. And the whole time, it's like an episode of Throwdown with Bobby Flay. Like, we all have to choose different ingredients and we all try to make the best dish. You have all sorts of, like, different... It's just basic, like, rat food rations. It's the equivalent of microwave. Microwave yeah. dinners and such. Cax is taking shots of cheap oil. There you go. There you go. But there is... You open up the... Uh, the fridge essentially and there is some uh, fresh ingredients in there that you can add to said rations for flavor it's about the only luxury that you're able to see in this safe house i make mac and cheese and go heck yeah as you guys head out um who's driving is it light or is it uh is planetary uh then cax you do it (laughs) all right a feeling Somebody's gonna have to take a gun. You guys fire up the speeder. You see a heavy Imperial presence now. Oh, good. There's multiple checkpoints everywhere. As you're passing by the block that has uh, Phaedra's wares, the entire block is blocked off. 
mainly because you had the entire place explode, and then you had the you had the skiff crash in, in that chase. The skiff crashed as well. That is true. Outside, it looks like day, but pollution and building block uh, buildings block out the sun. Ambient light is the only thing lighting up the sky. The street lights aren't on because there's enough just top-down light coming. The blocked-off ha- section that you s- notice where Phaedra's wares were has a couple of ATST walkers parked on either street, surveying back and forth. They're just patrolling up and down. There's three different troop transports blocking off the scene of the crash, but you can see them carrying body bags out from the wreckage. Some of them armored, some of them not. Traffic is a nightmare, especially to the spaceport that you just... Uh, eventually need to make it to because his is just around where the spaceport is there's a checkpoint between you and the spaceport as the land speeder crawls up to the first checkpoint they notice cax no they don't it's a great strategy there <laughs> you have two imperial stormtroopers look over at brock point at cax and go this your droid i shoot him a look he knows how to answer this but i shoot him a mother- Mm. Yep. <laughs> Give him two big thumbs up and an enthusiastic smile. God damn it. Is this droid registered on Narshida? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, droid registration, please. I hand it to him. I am a smuggler. Cax and I do this shit all the time. You think I don't have a fake registration for Cax ready to go in the glove box of anything? I, I have it. Okay. Yeah, I good. have it. That's no, no. good. That's good. Here, give me a deception roll. Two yeah. purple. So one triumph and then one imperial sign, whatever that is. Uh, no successes, Hell though? Yeah. Nope. You, you see these imperial troopers looking over the documents, and he goes, I'm going to need to talk to my supervisor. And he walks away. You guys are still in the land speed room. He walked away? He walked away. Great, let's drive away. There's another imperial stormtrooper still there. There's two. The one that oh. has documents walked away. Great. Um, so I asked him how his day's going. And he goes, I don't know what happened back here. This place is so lawless. Empire just should just take this place over. This day sucks. We shouldn't be how, here. How bad is traffic again? New York rush hour. Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> how do you want to use that triumph? Oh, uh, pardon me, officer. I think I gave him the wrong registration. Can you go check with him? Make sure I... He goes, yeah, I'll go, I'll go check it out over there. Great, and he thanks. walks away. All right, guys, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we still here? Yeah, let's go. We're driving away. Okay. You go through. They're still talking. You see the stormtroopers running at pointing. And as as they do that, you see a bit of a shrug. As long as we don't drive like assholes, we should be okay for a minute. How close are we to them? Now, as you see that, a football field away. Oh, okay. However, you see the ATST start walking in their direction. And it's it's looking at you. We just, we just keep driving. I draw. Okay. Just in case. You guys make it through just outside of the spaceport uh, is Bunta's Palace, or Stronghold, more like. You come up on the uh, these big gargantuan Durasteel doors. Um, they're more of a brown-gray, and you park the land speeder next to the door, and hole pops open from the metal door, and a, a spherical droid on a stick pops out. The eyeball thing. Yep. It looks at Cax. It looks at Brock. I'm smiling. Then it looks at Yura, and it's looking at Yura, and it goes, Bunta's been expecting you. Shh. Cax closes. Doors open. As the doors open, you feel the warmth of the inside. It's this humid, warm environment that Bunta likes to be in. Since, you know, 
He's a hut. Humidity. So, I think Florida. I think Disney World. But I'm not getting a Disney World vibe from this. This is not a Disney World time then. This is not Disney World time. Well, shit. As you go up, you see this green lit spiral staircase that goes up to the the main terminal. Then from that, you take an elevator up to Buntus Penthouse. How dim is it inside? Once you get past the staircase... It's well lit, and everything is relatively clean. There's a lot of aliens everywhere, and there's actually a lot. There's like a nice restaurant on the main concourse, and and offices and such. Patrons come in and go to this place all the time. This is more or less like the back entrance for you guys, more the freight entrance. The front entrance is much nicer, but nobody who works for Bunta goes in the front entrance. So I go in first, and then Joink is behind me, followed by Brock, and Cax, the tallest, is leading behind us because he's tall. It's not um, because he's a droid. It, it's just a matter of height, I think, that way. Okay. How tall are you, Cax? So we're going to make it 6'2". 6'2". All right. You had some, you had some <laughs> extensions. Yeah, yeah. No, I had some, I had some knees put in. As you, as you come in, it's, it's relatively like, it's almost, it's not like flight concourse nice but it's like nice building concourse nice everything is this granite tan this like textured tan everywhere and everything wears tile in this main concourse as you come up to the elevator silver doors green letters though everything is in basic you're you type in the you hit the penthouse level and you type in your access code code is accepted and you guys are all on your way to the penthouse to meet with Buta. i yeah. asked cax and brock a question i ask if they've ever spent have they ever had a meeting with a hut face to face both of you roll outer rim. You have had you have met with Bunta before once, actually twice. One to get one to get the job, the Jedi job. The second to come back from the Jedi job empty-handed, and this is the third time you've actually met with Bunta. What's the uh, the roll? One purple. One success. So you have, and you didn't like it, but yeah. you 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 didn't. Yeah. The first time was neutral. Second time you really didn't like it. Three success and one advantage. You've had plenty of dealings with huts before, Cax, whether you remember them or not. You guys walk in, and you see Buinta is sitting there watching multiple TVs, smoking a pipe, and a Twilight, two Twilight dancers are, are sort of fanning him on either side. The stereotypical corrupt I, king sort of thing. Yeah. And you hear, he doesn't even face you yet. You, you see the back of him as you're walking in. And you hear, I hope you have my credits. I look down at Joink. We all look at Joink. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? That was a bus running over Joink. (laughs) (laughs) And Joink says, Funny story about that, boss. And you see him starting to scurry towards towards the front of Bunta, which Joink is then tackled by... Mm to Weekway, a, a Weekway and Aqualish bodyguards. You've seen these guys before. They pat down Joink, who's on the ground now, and they pull out the credit stick, and they pull out a holdout blaster that he has. And then finally they find a data card. Then they sort of kick him towards Bunta. They start approaching you guys now. Don't you fucking try and fight them, Brock. 
they gonna you guys gonna hand over your weapons? Before they get to us, I just blurt out, if we could have a moment of patience. The Chadra fan wasn't about to tell you we have nothing. We have something that may be better than credits for you. It's in that data disk you just took from him. One of the the weak way who has the data card looks down at it and he looks back and Joink had scurried right behind the weak way and he's holding up his hand instinctively. He takes the data card and runs all the way around back to Bunta. He's nervous. He's really nervous. You guys haven't seen a Chadra fan sweat before. It isn't pretty. And is- he is sitting there going, Boss, we we didn't get the credits. We we didn't we 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 didn't get the credits. Um but in when we were trying to retreat we were trying we found something and we were trying to retreat And he's 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 just fumbling over his words. I interrupt Joink and look at Boonting say, what the Chadra fan means to say is there was a huge interference. We all took damage. I myself was stabbed. However, the silver lining is we found something much more valuable. You see Bunta brings up his hand and he gestures for you to come to face him. Because you all, you three are still behind him. So he gestures for you to come forward. I walk forward. All right. You see Bunta. He has sort of a golden glow on him, orange eyes with the little slit, and he has this big black, almost like scar tattoo. And you know it's a scar, but he tattooed over it just to make it so that at least that's where the focus is now. Very metal. He's sitting down in his in this chair, and the chair is glowing with uh, orange lights. He has the pipe still smoking, and he goes, Tell me about this something more valuable. Also, this is coming out of a translator. You're hearing the typical, Uga, Uda. Must be cut. Yeah. <laughs> but he has a vocal translator. I will interject. Go for it. Uh, what we seem to have come across is a uh, complete and total information dump for Jorgo the Hut. Now, we haven't had a chance to, like, we literally know that we have this information as on that data card that you took from the Chatter fan. That's about all we know, but we are more than happy to help out in any way that we can. Bunta gestures for you to come face him as well. Oh, God damn it. The bodyguards, the bodyguards stop you before you go. Of course they do. They're going to take the big fucking gun off my back, and I'm going to not <laughs> fight with them about it. As you, as they take the guns off of you, and you go forth, and you're facing Quinta, and you see the... He's a beautiful hut. You see a bit of disappointment, but pensive facial expression on him. Okay. And he goes... So, I ask you to pick up speeder bikes, and you come back with no speeder bikes. I ask you to pick up credits, and you bring me no credits. But you give me something in consolation that deserves one chance. He opens up a hatch on his seat and he holds out his hand. Joink approaches slowly, puts the data card in his hand. Bunta, who's actually hasn't made any contact to you, uh, eye contact with any of you yet. He's still watching the TV and smoking. Puts the data card in, still smoking. And he goes, There is a lot of data on here. This will take some time. In that case... I will give you another mission. And if you come back, all will be well. I don't like that if we come back. You're, uh, you, you've heard this speech before. Yeah, worst group project ever. Are we, are, are we fucked? Because I think fucked. On the other arm, he presses a button. And it's two buttons next to each other. And neither of those buttons are good in your experience. He presses one and pops up on the screen. He gestures towards the screen. 
He goes, This is Ratchet's Prime. This is the dumping ground for the Empire. Any old machinery, anything that is somewhat destroyed, dilapidated, they send to this planet and leave it. I want turbo lasers. Get them. Then you may come back. I'm not asking this aloud because I'm not stupid. Yeah. But like, come back to Bunda, come back to town, come back to this planet. Yes. He looks down at Yura and he gestures towards the weak way. I bow my head slightly and go that way because I don't have a choice. (laughs) Brock, you wanted to say something? No, I, I just, I'm still behind the hut very quietly not doing anything. Okay. As Yura walks away towards the weak way, he pulls out a data card and hands from the other side of the chair and hands it to Joink. And Joink sort of does a quick bow and runs over to Cax and hands it to him. Dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) And then basically just runs off behind back to Brock. So you have Cax. You're there. You got a data card now. And you're still in front of Punta. You have anything else? I'm gonna I'm gonna just kinda like hold up the credits thing and kinda like meekly like eh, alright, your hotness. Which way am I supposed to go? You can just go head back towards Brock. Okie dokie, I'm gonna go ahead and, <laughs> and I'm gonna just kinda grab Brock by the arm and drag him out with me. Oh, I'm gonna grab my gun. No, I'm sorry, the Aqualish hands it to you, Cax. And you're up. You you approach the weak way. The weak way hands back your gun mm-hmm. and he hands you a small black pouch. Yeah. And he hands you a credit stick. Yeah. And he he looks down after he holds yeah, after he hands this to you and he looks up at you with like just serious regular security eyes, just okay, what are you doing here? Sort of thing, you know? You gonna say anything or you're just gonna walk away? I just walk away. You walk out, Brock? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yura? I would look at him actually. So he hands me the stuff and I look back at the security guard and go, just one credit stick. He does a slow blink. It's like the annoyed blink. Yeah, I nod and walk away. That's how it's going to be. You nod and walk away. All right. Do you guys want to hit up anything before you take off to Raxus Prime? Assuming. No, but the second we're out of Boonta's room, I start talking about, did you guys see how cool I was in there? Quickly before that, is there a place in Boonta where we can grab some supplies <laughs> and rations before heading out? Or is that on us? There is a area in the concourse, yeah, that you can pick up sort of a general store, yeah. We pick up rations. Great. Also, I stop and go to the bathroom because I haven't yet. (laughs) This isn't Sims. (laughs) You guys sort of pick up your rations and head towards head towards your ship, I guess. Is there anything else you guys want to do? I look behind me to make sure Joink is still there. Joink is with you. Great. He hasn't died of a heart attack. He is not looking good, though. He is a little defeated right now. What's going on, Joink? Joink looks up and he's like, he says, Well, I guess this is better than the Nexu pit. I guess. As you guys get to your ship, it's been sitting there. Everything seems fine. Do a little sweeperuski of the ship, make sure everything's up. And and when I step on board, I say, Cax, we're home. <laughs> <laughs> Yura, this is a perfect opportunity to give you a, have have you give your opinion on the state of the ship. I don't understand why you would call this a home. Oh yeah, there's definitely like half naked, you know, posters of of different female species everywhere and like, like really? shadows all over the floor. Uh, really? Would Brock would Brock let the ship be like that? Oh no, but Brock got off first before Cax did. <laughs> why is your design akin to a Jackson Pollock? <laughs> Look, if you don't like it, 
you are more than welcome to find your own transport on this suicide mission. This, I'm good. This baby purrs. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> As you drop your things off amongst the areas, amongst your quarters and the main area, living area, who's you guys starting up the ship? Getting ready to take off, all that fun stuff. Oh yeah. You guys take off without much, you know, issue. You've been, only been on planet side for a few days. You take off, you fly through some of the smoke and soot of Narshada, finally breaking the cloud of pollution, and you see the everlasting blackness of space and stars. As you are heading out, give me an astrogation check. Whoever's co-pilot. Who wants to be co-pilot? So yeah, all right. So roll astrogation. It's going to just be two. Two purple. Two success. Roxas Prime is another outer rim. It's around the, if you have the galaxy, and Narshada as towards the outer edge of three o'clock. Raxus Prime is like between 12 and one. It's not far concerning that metric, but it's pretty far. Uh, this takes about a few days to get there. Anything you guys want to do in the meantime for those few days? I would like to see if I can heal my one critical injury. Um, you can only heal one critical injury a week. So when you guys arrive at Raxus Prime, you should be able to do that. It's a it's a medical role and it's a one critical injury healed a week. Well, I want to have as much information. I don't know what just want to come out of hyperdrive and be like, oh, look, there's 17 star destroyers. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like Cax and Joink should continue going through Jorgo's data that we unknowingly have. And I think other ones of us should um, research Raxus Prime or just prep ourselves. Okay. Roll out a rim for me for the people researching Rax's Prime. That's me. I'm still just piloting. Like, I got my tunes on, and I'm trying to relax and just enjoy it and get everybody there safely. Okay. So this is uh, day one. Yeah, what are we rolling against anything? Yeah. Out of rim is going to be two. For you, Duncan, it's going to be a computer's check. We'll have it be three because there's just so much data. You got to give me what you want to cross-reference as well. One failure and one advantage. You only know that Rax's Prime is a salvage plan and that's empire controlled. What do you want to use the advantage for? Knowing a place we can safely dock. You know that there isn't a place that you can safely dock. However, you know an old transponder code that would mark you as a uh, imperial supplier. I can take that. Brock. Yes. Yeah, I, I just feel like if I'm I'm flying for the most part, like I should focus on that. Okay. You are able to, once you're in hyperspace, it's not about piloting anymore. It's a predetermined route by the astrogation check. All right, then I yeah. tidy. You tidy? Yeah, I tidy up my station, get everything just right so I go into that special focus zone when I need to pilot, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes. And Cax. To advantage. To advantage on your computer's check. Gennaro's Metrics recently had a run-in with droid torture. These motherfuckers. Where is Gennaro's Metrics? Gennaro's Metrics is actually on Narshada. Seems like a lot of these industries are still located on Narshada. Is there anything on Tyrannosaurus Raxus Prime? Doesn't seem like they deal with anything with Raxus directly. Okay. You take a couple of days. Joink has sort of made himself at home in the engine room. Yeah. He's been tinkering with stuff. Brock, you've noticed this. And you've noticed that the engine is a little bit quieter. I storm to the engine room. Storm to the engine room. I storm to the engine room. 
Joink, what'd you do? He he looks at you with sort of like these like cat eyes of like the deer in the headlights eyes of like uh 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 and he goes I turned on the sonic dampeners. <laughs> I installed some and I you, turned them on. You touched our ship at yes. this point. At because I point. felt you guys have done so much for me, I felt the only way I could possibly repay you is doing you guys favors back. Joink, that noise is part of my flying. <laughs> I expect that noise when as, I fly. At this point, I walk by hearing this. Sonic dampeners? And Joink's like, yeah? Good job. Shut up, Brock. Take him out. <laughs> Shut up, Brock. <laughs> Take them out. No, you're going to leave them there. Because guess I, what? I'm I, the pilot. Hey. I need... Hey. I need them. I need them. Oh, I need them. <laughs> wow. And I start collapsing on the floor and I start hyperventilating. Don't poke the bone. <laughs> Take him out. <laughs> Take him out. You can you can die on the floor. This is not the first time we've gone through this. Joink goes over and he turns off the sonic dampeners. <sighs> Thank you. And I very calm and collectively go back to my piloting station and go back to cleaning. <laughs> I look up at Cax and go, you're going to turn them back on now that he's gone, right? Oh, I'm, I flipped the switch. <laughs> and Joy goes over and switches the sonic dampers back on. Roll perception, Brock. Choink, what I need you to do is I need you to make it sound like you haven't done anything, but keep these installed. I mean, I can have them installed, just not turn them on right now. I don't think literally this entire game I've done anything helpful at all. Nope. <laughs> uh, but I do enjoy having panic attacks. Well, see, I am valuable. See, but I'm very particular in what I need. The droid. Like me as an actor. I want my dressing room silent. Uh, what am I rolling against? Three purple, one black. Failure. You don't notice it. You're too busy cleaning. And you're too busy being slowed down to stop out of hyperspace what you guys are two days into a five-day trip and you just slowed down in front of you is a interdictor star destroyer and a bunch of tie fighters i don't care Of course they run into trouble, right? Hi everyone, Jeremy again. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you like what you hear. Our next episode should be out July 26th. Hopefully. Uh, For Empire's Reach, we use the Fantasy Flight Star Wars role-playing game system and their associated app. It's awesome. It's so helpful. Uh, And also, some of the music in this episode is from famed internet composer Kevin McLeod from Incomtech.com. All right, I guess this is see you later, everyone. I'm Jeremy Alexa, and this is the Dice Unkind. <laughs>